Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author, ghost story, and Mike Ricksecker. Of course, I have Quarantine Ghost down in the chat, so thank you, Quarantine Ghost, for... I mean, this is our last 2020 show. We did our last Edge of the Rabbit Hole a few minutes ago. This is our last Beyond the Shadows for the year, so Quarantine Ghost down there in the chat, haunting away. <laughs> so we have a uh, we have very, well, a bit of a different show coming up for you tonight to end the year. This is kind of like a recap episode. We're going to be hitting a lot of different topics. We're going to be really all over the place, um, you know, really hitting everything that we talked about this year and as some other things as well. So first things first, as we get into the show here, of course, thank you all for joining us on Beyond the Shadows. This episode of Beyond the Shadows brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. That is our coffee. You can find that out there on hauntedroadmedia.com or my website, mikerickseker.com. And this is really the final hour <laughs> that you can cash in on those uh, holiday deals on my website so you can get you can get that coffee out there a lot of you have which is great uh you can get some different gift sets out there like the walk in the shadows book a ghosty coffee uh all the uh, books out there right now and everything's discounted uh autograph books that are uh deeply discounted we got the uh, t-shirts that are uh, still available, 25% off. So a lot of different things out there for the holidays. And I'm, I've done the cutoff right now at the 15th because shipping right now, if you've been you know watching any of the news when it comes to the shipping, uh, especially with the uh, U.S. Postal Service, it's really, really bogged down. So, um, so I've, I've made today the cutoff. So if you want that stuff, get the orders in. Uh, and, you know, if you're ordering through Amazon or whatever, which aren't, which isn't autographed, they do their own shipping. But anything directly from me that's autographed, et cetera, or the gift packs, the coffee, all that, today's the day. So there we go. All right. So a couple other things before we jump into um, before we jump into the topics for the evening. Um, just something I want to uh, throw out there because uh, I know. You know, some of you, will, whatever term you use, whether it's, um, you know, you're, you're putting uh, good energy or vibes out there or you consider yourself a prayer warrior or, or what have you. Um, I got the news a couple weeks ago that uh, my aunt and uncle in a nursing home uh, local here uh, had both contracted uh, COVID. Hers a milder case his was more severe um she seems to be doing okay-ish right now um i got the news earlier this evening that uh the priest came by tonight to read him his last rites and they have him and morphine right now for the pain so uh whatever positive energy you can to put out there for my uncle Jim. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. You know, his his health has not been good for years. One of the reasons why he's in the nursing home to begin with. Um, so something like this coming coming around, and the that nursing home has has had uh, COVID within it before earlier this year, and and thankfully um, my aunt and uncle were okay then, but. Came back around, 
and now it's hit them. So, um, so yeah, any any energy you can muster there would be uh, greatly appreciated. So we'll talk a little bit about COVID this evening anyway. I, I don't I don't want to drag down uh, the evening, but you know, just uh, again, just kind of looking for positive energy, vibes, prayers, whatever you call it, juju, you know, whatever your uh, beliefs are, anything positive, I believe will help. So thank you. All right. Also, um, before, again, before we roll into the rest of this, uh, I want to let you guys know that not only is this the last Beyond the Shadows for 2020, uh, this is the last time that Beyond the Shadows will broadcast on the Edge of the Rabbit Hole YouTube channel. So we're doing both Edge of the Rabbit Hole and Beyond the Shadows on the Hunter Road Media channel before last year or earlier this year. That was one of the very first things that kicked off the year is we brought Edge of the Rabbit Hole and Beyond the Shadows from the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel to the Edge of the Rabbit Hole channel. And of course, we have all the podcasts and everything out there. Beyond the Shadows will still be um, a podcast weekly, and the video segment of that will be broadcast elsewhere. So I'm not divulging too many details on that right now. It will have a different video platform, but not here on YouTube where this broadcasts live. But again, the podcast will still go out to like Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that. It will still be on uh, KGR Radio, but the video live stream will be elsewhere. And there'll be more details about that at the beginning of 2021. So be on the lookout for all of that. All right. So without further ado, and I I appreciate all the comments uh, down in the chat for for my Uncle Jim. Uh, I I really do appreciate that. So uh, thank you very much. All right. So. Take a breath here. Get a sip of water. We can we can do this. All right. So before COVID and all the craziness started at the beginning of this year, I had a book come out. And so that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with A Walk in the Shadows. A Complete Guide to Shadow People came out January 21st. So... I want to start the conversation tonight with our favorite topic of the year, shadow people, because there there has been a lot that we've done with shadow people this year. Uh, when the book came out, we had a number of different uh, Beyond the Shadows episodes about shadow people. There were a number of videos on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel uh, that we put together about shadow people. So if you go out there, you see this huge playlist for, for shadow people on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel. And then throughout the year, uh, we also address some other topics, kind of coming back, you know, every several weeks uh, to continue the conversation about shadow people. And then we had the unveiling the shadows uh, workshop back in October, where we we covered some other topics that uh, weren't covered here. Well, there was a lot that was from the book as well, and from some of the other shows and presentations, but then I added in some additional information as well, and that actually went over the amount of time and never got to some of the other little details uh, that were there. So, 
that's where we started the conversation for the year. And if you have shadow people questions, by all means, go ahead, throw them down in the chat. And any of the topics that we're going to hit tonight, go ahead, throw them down in the chat, because this is going to be a smorgasbord of all kinds of things. I, I mean, there's, there's so many different talks. I actually have show notes for this evening. I usually don't have show notes. I just kind of go off of, you know, some photos that I throw together and we're just doing it. So, yeah, most of the shows are just re really off the cuff for me. But I have shown us for this one. So there was a book release, January uh, 21st. And um, that book is broken into basically four different parts. And I talk a lot about these things during my lectures, and I only gave one lecture one presentation the entire year that was back in february the very very beginning of february um at, at a small event that robin terry put on in illinois and then that was it because you know covid took over and no events for the rest of the year so we cover types of shadow people you know each type getting its own chapter so humanoid figure hat man um the hooded figure, the crawler, the mist, the wisp, you know, a whole variety of different types of shadows. Because we as humans like to try to categorize whatever it is, whether it's, you know, birds or flowers or leaves or trees. We do this because we're trying to make sense of our environment. So we do the same thing with these shadow entities. We're trying to make sense of what these things are. So, okay. Let's take the observations that we've been able to gather over the millennia and see if we can make some sense of what these things are. First thing up, okay, let's separate them out by type. So that's what we do at the beginning of the book. That's the first section of the book. The second section are, is on sleep paralysis because there's a lot of relation, well, a lot of questions come about when it comes to sleep paralysis in observing a shadow person. It's always been a pet peeve of mine when the medical community tries to say that, well, shadow people are just really hallucinations that you observe when you wake up and you're experiencing sleep paralysis. Your mind is still in a dream state and you know, that's part of your dream playing out in front of you. And I've always had a problem with that uh, because I've actually had sleep paralysis. And I've never seen a shadow person when I've had sleep paralysis. Some people do. I'm not saying that that does not happen. But for the medical community to say that it's just a hallucination, I have a problem with because when people observe a, a shadow person during sleep paralysis, it's always a person. You know, it's never, you don't ever hear about shadow planes or shadow trains going through the room. I always make the joke about, um, I've had dreams of being, because we dream about all kinds of different things. You know, it, there's no motorcycle going through the room or car or um, trees or what have you. It's always a person. And I always crack the joke that I have dreams sometimes, <laughs> every once in a while, I've had dreams of being on stage with Motley Crue. And I've never woken up to pyrotechnics going off and 10,000 people in my room and the drum kit and the guitars and all that crazy stuff going on. It's fun and as cool as that would be, it's never happened. Of course, I dream about all kinds of different things. Um, but those things have never just shown up in my room as a hallucination. So long story short, too late. Um, what I believe 
with the whole sleep paralysis and seeing the shadow person, I believe what's happening is you are actually being woken up by that shadow entity. Sleep paralysis is a real biological phenomenon. Your, your body has paralyzed itself so that you don't act out your dreams during your sleep. This is a legit thing. Well, sometimes we do wake up and we experience sleep paralysis. Sometimes it's the other way around where your body just, boom, shuts down and your mind is still awake, which is the way it usually happens with me. But what I think is happening, and people who have had children, this is, this is something that you can relate to. So with my kids, especially my youngest, Cameron, they, in the middle of the night, they wake up, whether they've had a bad dream, need a drink of water, need to use the bathroom, and for whatever reason, they came to tell me instead of just going. Um, they wouldn't always, like, tap me and say, hey, Dad. Sometimes, a lot of times with Cameron, they would just come up to the bed and stand there. And stand there. And, it, you know, kind of, like, creepy. You know, you wake up and you're like, whoa, Cameron, what are you doing? And the reason why you've woken up is because you felt their presence there. You felt their energy. That's what woke you up. They didn't actually touch you or tap you or whatever. I mean, kids will, you know, hey, mom, dad. But a lot of times my kids wouldn't, and Cameron especially would not. He'd just stand there and stare. But you felt I would feel the energy wake me up. And that's what happens a lot of times. People, people will feel the energy of their kids when they approach, and they're like, oh, okay, you're there. That's what's happening, I believe with these shadow people that you see in the room is that their presence, their energy wakes you up. You feel them there. But sometimes when we wake in that situation, we're still, we're still feeling that sleep paralysis. So it's not a hallucination that we're seeing. It is an actual shadow person. They're actually what woke us up, but our body's going through the natural uh, uh, sleep paralysis phenomena. So it's two different phenomena but sometimes they can happen at the same time. See some questions coming in, so I'll go ahead and grab these before I continue on. Alina the fam, I have a question. What do you hope and wish for Christmas in the new year, Mike? Um, let's get to that. <laughs> I just saw a question came in and actually read it. We'll get to we'll get to that in, in a moment. That's a very very good question. Um, and we'll we'll come back to uh, what what I want for Christmas and the new year and all that. I mean, definitely, I have a lot of goals set for 2021. 2021 is going to be a very, very different year. Um, there are a number of different projects and things going on with, uh, with my writing, with Haunted Road Media, um, expanding in a lot of different areas. I guess I'll just answer it now. Uh, expanding in a lot of different areas. And so... Um, I mean, my, my personal life is, you know, is going really well right now. Um, you know, I'm very, very happy. That was another big change during uh, 2020. Um, there were some major, major life changes, but um, those have all been for uh, the best. Uh, it's been absolutely uh, amazing. Um, you know, I, I've been with Nicole now for, for quite a while. Um, she is like the... Um, you know, the most amazing person that, that I've met. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, we're having a great time. You know, it's like, you know, we have, we have fun every day <laughs> and that's, um, and, and that's definitely a good thing. You know, we just, we really have a lot of fun together and, you know, we're totally in, in sync with each other. It's, it's funny. We'll like say the same thing sometimes, or we'll just like sigh at the exact same time or we're like sync, you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing. And, 
you know, families right down the road. Um, you know, we're, so it's that has been uh, you know an amazing development for for 2020. So um, so personally, I want that stuff to continue. You know, I, I you know as far as um, you know my relationships, her family, all that stuff. You know, I want all those things to continue. Um, as far as like the writing, Hunter Road Media, the video projects, uh, the Shadow Dimension uh, video project will be coming out here um, in a few months. Um, been a lot more work than than I thought it was going to be, but you know, it's it's um, it's fantastic. You know, I've I've brought a lot of people in, uh, a lot of special guests. So it, that's a fantastic project. So, you know, it's like, I want that to be successful. I have two books that I'm writing on. The first that's going to come out is the Alaska Triangle book. Um, I'm also second edition of this book here, Walk in the Shadows. I even haven't talked about that. But but there is a second edition that will be coming out for that. Um, everything that I was just talking about at the very beginning of the show with Beyond the Shadows, basically taking that to a new platform. That whole new platform is a big thing, um, you know. And there's and there's other things going on with with 2021, like the the Egypt trip, the Ireland trip that you know Victoria and, and several others are going to be on. Nicole's going to be there too, um, you know. That's going to be absolutely amazing. So, and again, if you haven't yet, you know, check it out. So there's links on my website, mikerickseker.com, um, July 1st through 9th. You know, that's, that's going to be an absolutely fantastic tour of Ireland. So these things I'm, I'm extremely looking forward to. I just, you know, as, as long as we can push through COVID and that doesn't, you know, we got the vaccinations coming out now. So as long as um, that does not get in the way of some of these things, it's going to be a great year. So, um, oh, and I know QG threw it out there uh, earlier. Um, I was nominated for... Uh, two awards with Paranormal Rewind. So go to paranormalrewind.com or um, I know QG threw, threw the links down there during Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I was nominated for a couple of awards there. Uh, best book for A Walk in the Shadows and also for Paranormal Trailblazer. So uh, for those of you that have not yet, please I, uh, kindly ask. <laughs> please go out there and vote. So, All right. Without further ado, um, to kind of just finish up with, uh, with with shadow people here, and by all means, if you guys have questions, throw them down in in the chat. Um, there's the okay interdimensional beings. So there's the section of the book where I get into interdimensional beings. Shadow animals are in there. What I call the WTF shadows, like what in the world are these type of shadows? Um, shadows out in the wild, so out you know in the woods. Um, we get into the simulated universe, are they time travelers? Uh, you know, a lot of those different types of what ifs. Could they possibly be extraterrestrials? Um, the uh, Laughlin UFO mega conference coming up here into February, beginning of March. I'm specifically going to be speaking an entire presentation on just that itself. Are some of these shadow entities? extraterrestrials. Um, so I'm expanding that whole line of conversation uh, coming up here next year as well. 
So a couple things that I added in for those that uh, were part of Unveiling the Shadows, a couple things that I added into uh, that presentation that uh, I'm expanding more and more on, especially as I go down the whole Shadow Dimensions route. Um, I added some other things in there like doppelgangers, uh, astral projections are, are uh, some of these shadow entities that we witness actually astral projections of other people. Of course, doppelgangers, I got into, uh, we did a whole Beyond the Shadows uh, show on doppelgangers back, what was that, late August, early September? And you know that was really fascinating because we did the video on the Haunted Road Media channel as well, in which if you look at a lot of these reports of doppelgangers, and I use some historic ones like Goethe and Emily Sage, uh, got a personal experience from our friend Meg Fisher and one that she had put in, in her book uh, that she released back in October. And what's fascinating is as you act, if you just get into what these people were witnessing, you know, they were in a way seeing what could have been a time slip. So was it really, you know, in, like an evil twin and, um, you know, people get into the celebrity lookalikes. It's like, you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, you know, somebody actually seeing like Gutta so basically saw himself walking down the road when he was a younger man, didn't realize it was himself. But as an older man, he's walking down that same road wearing the clothing that he would, had seen when he was a younger man. He realizes, wait a minute, I saw myself. It's a time slip. So interesting topics like that, but you know, are some of these things that we see like that um, in regards to shadows, are they actually like doppelgangers or the astral projection? So we're getting into a lot of these other types of uh, supernatural phenomena as well that could be playing out as shadows. Uh, then, of course, we have the section of, you know, are they evil? Are they demons? Things like that. And... Um, you know, of course, some shadows that uh, that we witness, that we interact with, sure, some of them are. Not all of them. And in fact, a uh, a great number of them are not, which is a very common misconception with uh, with our field. Those those people that say that well, all shadows, all shadow entities are evil, are or are the darkest of the dark, the evil, the most evil of all supernatural entities, and they're just not. Some of them, yes, are very nasty and nefarious, and I've been on those cases. Most of them, though, are just watching and observing and are just standing there, uh, which is why you know, we, we put a lot of them into, um, or we relate a lot of them to almost the ET categories, because we hear a lot of reports about extraterrestrials just standing there watching, observing. Um, or even the physical interaction on the bed. So there's a lot of crossover between report ET activity and report shadow activity, uh, which, again, not necessarily evil. Um, we have Rob Guttrow on uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole last hour, and he has actually a story in this book, A Walk in the Shadows, about his aunt coming to him as a shadow because she could not fully manifest as an apparition. So this is a human spirit manifesting as a shadow so that um, she wanted him to deliver a message to his mother. That's not evil. So we talk about those things in there as well. Um, unveiling the Shadows, that uh, workshop, we also got, uh, we, we threw out more history. And that was another uh, Beyond the Shadows 
episode that we had earlier this year where we got a little bit deeper into uh, the history of shadow people. So you can see that as a uh, as a Beyond the Shadows episode, when we got into that as part of Unveiling the Shadows, when we get into the shadow dimension, we're going deeper and deeper and deeper uh, down that rabbit hole as well with the history of shadows or shadow people throughout history. So a um, couple of questions coming in. So, Sarah Youssef, if it was time travelers, wouldn't they have focused intention? Well, yeah, they very well could have focused intention um, or not. So it kind of depends on your time traveler. Now, if it's a time traveler that is intentionally traveling through time, see, that could be what some of these watching and observing shadow people are. Think about it. If we were to go back into, I don't know, we'll go back a thousand years the first thing that we're going to want to do is not necessarily interact with our environment. We're, we're going to, in many ways, just stand and watch and observe. We want to know how things worked back then. Or say you went back to the time of, you know, of the Egyptians. You want to stand there and watch and observe how they built some of these structures that were like, I have no idea how they did that. Um, so <laughs> that's what we would be doing most of the time, which is what the... Uh, what a lot of the reported shadow activity is. And then again, some time travelers are not necessarily intentionally time traveling, but this is more when we talk about like a time slip where somehow, some way there's an overlap of two periods of time and we end up observing each other. Well, we're not intentionally time traveling, but it is a form of time travel because we are witnessing something that happened in the past or in the future, depending on which side of it you are. But that is a type of uh, time travel there. So, Betty Lange, Mike, have you noticed more investigators are talking about shadow people since your book came out? Yeah, it's, um, this came, This was discussed on a show that I was on, um, I was on Midnight FM a few weeks ago um, uh, with Lisa Schnur, and she's known as the Haunted Librarian, and she actually mentioned that, that you know, like the hot topic of the year was shadow people. Now, I'm not going to say that's totally because of me, but I mean, there is an irony that my book came out at the beginning of the year and throughout the year, there's been more talk of, of shadow people. But that's also a question that I have gotten a lot um, when it comes to shadow people, when it comes to crawlers. Uh, the question that gets thrown out there is... Um, you know, are there more reports of shadow people now than there were many years ago? And then it gets turned into, well, are, are shadow people or crawlers or what have you more active now than they were several years ago? And it's like, well, yeah, of course there are more reports about it now than several years ago, but there's a number of factors for that. You know, there's, there's no way to know if the activity is more now than it was back then because we haven't been able to record every single moment that a shadow person or a crawler or whatever has been active. We just don't know. Um, but there are more reports for a variety of factors. One, people in the world now than there had been 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. There just are higher population. You naturally will have higher numbers of anything reported. 
Um, the other factor is that there are more people, people are more comfortable now talking about this topic. So several decades ago, people weren't talking about ghosts and hauntings so much. You had a small number that would because, you know, you had Hans Holzer around and before him, Harry Price. Uh, of course, then the Warrens came along and what have you. So there were small numbers of people that were talking about it publicly, but most of them, most of them were frowned upon um, you know, by the general public. You, know, you were considered crazy or a nut or a whack job or whatever because you were talking about supernatural phenomena. Well, over the past 20 years, that's become a lot more in vogue. And we can thank the two things, the internet and television for that. Um, this is something good that's come out of this. You know, even whatever your opinion is about the show, we do have a new rule or a rule that's been in place for several months now um, that we're not going to bash any of the television shows. You can have your own personal opinions. We're just not going to do it on, on, the, on our shows here. Um, they have helped bring awareness that you're not alone. You know, other people are experiencing these things too. And so by people seeing others on television or coming across people talking about it on the internet, back in the day it was, you know, on a forum or you know, on Yahoo groups or whatever. Now these days we're seeing, you know, videos on YouTube or we're talking about it on Facebook or what have you. Um, people are seeing that and they're like, well, I've had that experience too. And they see another person. Yeah, I've had that experience too. You know, I'm not alone. All these other people are having the same experience as I, and they feel more comfortable now telling their story. So there's a variety of different reasons as to why we are getting more reports now about it than we did all those years ago. But if you go back through history, you will still find reports about it. You know, the, the term shadow people is not new. And I know... Uh, you know, some people will try to say this is a newer term that we've come up with, et cetera. But you can go back into the 1800s, and I, I, I used it as an example during my um, history of shadow people. It, it was a term Madame de Esperance used, um, you know, 150 years ago. But she wasn't the only one either. There were other people that were, were using the term shadow person and in a lot of different contexts and ways, too. So they would talk about it as um, entities that... Um, there's a lot of folklore that talks about shadow people. And then, you know, we hear about shadow people in other different ways, not necessarily using the term shadow people, but they will say, um, like when we get into old hag syndrome, uh, where the, the term that some culture or country used is translated into held down by shadow and, and things like this. So we're seeing throughout our world history, this, this term and this phenomenon has been throughout all of history. It's just more in vogue, more comfortable to talk about now. So that's why we're getting more reports of it these days. So, all right, Debbie 08. I have experienced shadow people as the classic shadow man with a hat. I've also seen shadows as just regular spirits. Do you agree shadow people are regular spirits as well? Yes. Yes, uh, many shadow people are actually human spirits that just cannot fully manifest as an apparition, so we end up seeing them as a shadow. And that's, that's, part of, that's one of the tricky parts of um, 
of this research is that when you, you know, when you're at a haunted location or maybe you're on a paranormal investigation, or you could even be out in the woods and you see a, a shadow dart past. You don't know if that's what I would call a quote unquote true shadow person, an interdimensional being, or if it's a human spirit. Uh, the only way to try to figure that out is to you know, continue to investigate and research. Maybe you have to go back you know, more and more times, hopefully experiencing the same shadow, in order to deduce one or the other what this uh, shadow entity may be. Now, when we did the filming for The Haunting, we investigated that house in Edmond, Oklahoma, that I've talked about uh, many times. This was the Monster in the Closet episode. That shadow entity that Talison, the girl there, was seen with red eyes, we didn't immediately make the assertion that this thing is a nasty, nefarious shadow entity uh, that we need to cleanse. We had, we had to investigate there many, many, many times, even though the television show shows us investigating once. It was actually many times over several months. And you know, the information that we're starting with is, well, we need to deduce what type of spirit this is, what we're actually dealing with. And we're digging up the history of the house and you know, there was some seedy history there, you know, um, some nasty things that happened there. So is this perhaps, you know, the man who committed suicide there back in the 1950s? You know, we have to deduce those things. And so, yes, many are, many are not. You're probably going to have to do some figuring out which one is which. I was fortunate one time, a year and a half ago, Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois, witnessing a apparition of a little girl morph out of shadow smoke. So it started off as smoke down at the end of the hall and ended up morphing into the apparition of a little girl. And there were five of us that saw the apparition, although not everybody saw the shadow smoke because they were kind of back in the room and then coming out into the hallway because they're like, okay, what's going on with Mike? And then they saw the apparition. So, all right. And so, Alina the fam, Mike, a few weeks ago, a psychic medium told me I experienced extraterrestrial beings. And my question is, how do we tell the difference between them and spirits? And that's a good question. So, I mean, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you just see, you know, like a figure standing there, how do you know? Um, and, and immediately, you're not going to. So, some of these things that we experience, some of them may actually end up being extraterrestrial. And we just, we may not know it. Now, if you see... You know, your classic gray type of alien that people report. Well, okay, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's probably that's probably an ET. Um, you know, people report being abducted and taken up to the mothership. Okay, and you know that one's probably an ET. But sometimes we're not going to know right off the bat, and we may be continuously visited by one of these things, and it may take some time, and you know. I say patience, and, and one, of the, one of the problems that people experience is they're seeing this thing come into their room, or it appears in their room. Of course, naturally, you're very frightened. There's an, it is an intruder to the house, and we fear what we don't understand. We don't know why it's there. We don't know what it's doing. Even if it's just standing there, it's very creepy to us. Again, they're invading our space. So me saying it might take a degree of patience, that's asking a lot. I get that. Uh, but it may take several times of observing this thing or interacting with with this thing to deduce whether or not it's an ET, you know, a interdimensional being, a human spirit, 
you know, again, that's going, that might take some, you know, time investigating. You know, I mean, if, if this is something that you're waking up to in, in your room continuously and you're a paranormal investigator, then you, you know some steps to take to try to figure out what this thing is. Um, Betty Lange, are shadow people territorial? Um, you know, that's a good question. So the story that I tell for that, you know, it's, it's a good example. I, I, I think, again, it kind of depends on the shadow person and what their, what their goal or aim is. Because I get asked, do shadow people follow you? And I think, again, I'm, this is theorizing, you know, um, you hear a lot of different stories, a lot of different cases, a lot of different experiences. And I think it's more so that the shadows that are human spirits may follow you. So they wouldn't necessarily be territorial of the location, but they may become attached to you and follow you as a human spirit shadow. But some shadow entities, I believe, are more territorial of the location. And a good example of that with uh, with three girls and they routinely experience the hat man shadow entity walking into their bedroom. Three girls are sharing a bedroom, but it would always walk toward and stand at the foot of the one girl's bed. Like many, many times this happened several, several times for years. And the other two girls would, would lay there and watch this happen. Now the, this hat entity didn't do anything. It just stood there and stared at her. When they ended up moving from that house, the hat shadow entity, hat man shadow entity, did not follow them. It stayed, we're guessing it stayed at the house. The only way to know that would be to ask the new owners of the house if they were experiencing that activity. But it did not follow the girls. So one can only speculate that it stayed there at the house. So, I appreciate all the uh, shadow person questions. That's not the only thing we did in 2020. I, that was a big part, a big, big part of 2020. Uh, was everything to do with a walk in the shadows, the shadow entities. We had the unveiling the shadows uh, workshop. And um, I did filming for the Shadow Dimensions project that's coming out. Uh, it's going to be a docu-series. And... Couple locations that I went to there: the Conjuring House in Rhode Island, and uh, Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois. We have a lot of special guests that are going to be with me on that. Um, I say with, but a, a lot of them were interviews because you know COVID. We can't bring everybody together. But um, you know the Johnson brothers, Carl and Keith Johnson, uh, interviewed Andrew Perrin. Just had Johnny Enoch on the other week. He uh, we interviewed him, Mark Anthony. Um, worked with Coyote Chris Sutton at Mineral Springs. Um, you know, so a lot, a lot of great people uh, involved with that. Even our Victoria Monday <laughs> was a part of that. Sam Baltrusis is in there. Um, yeah, it, it's a, a great project that I'm really looking forward to releasing. So yes, this year has been full of shadow people and we're going to get more of it in 2021, but even deeper. So we want to look out for all that. Um, and we're still, how far are we into the show now? Now is just really the beginning of 2021 or 2020. 
and of course, smattered throughout the whole year. And still yet before COVID, before COVID, remember COVID was March. Before COVID, we even had more. We had the Alaska Triangle. And the Alaska Triangle was a television show that I was on three episodes, um, The Missing Douglas, uh, The Alaskan Titanic, and combination episode. I was the force fields of, uh, of the triangle portion of the, the first part was the Alaskan Bigfoot and then it was force fields of the triangle. Basically, force fields ended the show. Um, I say ended the show, ended season one, I should say. So it was really fascinating because we ended up doing a couple of different uh, shows on the Alaska Triangle between the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel and here on Beyond the Shadows. When we The first time we had Johnny Enoch on, we talked about uh, the Alaska Triangles. Well, we ended up with a number of people from the Alaska Triangle on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So Johnny, we, we had him twice. We had, um, um, wow, why does his name suddenly escape me? Uh, Jeremy Ray, sorry, we had Jeremy Ray from MUFON on, we had Adam Davies on, so we brought, we brought on a number of people that were on uh, the Alaska Triangle, which was fantastic. That was great, uh, great stuff for Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And then on Beyond the Shadows here, uh, not only do we have an episode on, uh, on the Alaska Triangle, but we also ended up throughout the year with a, a number of episodes covering... Uh, vortex and portal activity because that was actually a, a big part of what was going on with the Alaska Triangle was you know so my my force fields of the triangle part you know well they called it force fields but basically it was talking about the vortex activity of the triangle okay what's a vortex so basically that's a welling of the uh, earth's energy from the core of the planet from the earth's magnetic core that welling up of energy into this particular location on the planet. And that's what ends up kicking off the portals and supernatural activity, paranormal activity, all that stuff. It basically energizes that area. Uh, and it's, it's concentrated here for a variety of different reasons. And of course, this region of the world also has a lot of uh, a seismic activity. So the tectonic plates up there are always moving, so they get a lot of earthquakes, There's a lot of volcanic activity up there. Um, Something that we didn't mention on the show that I'm actually working on for the book. Um, you have to think about it. This is you know near the pole, near the North Pole, and the area there. If you recall, you get the aurora borealis up there. Well, what's the aurora borealis? Well, basically, that's you know solar flares, you know protons and electrons coming from the sun in interacting with the atmosphere there. And why is it that? Well, we, there's less protection up there, the poles. The same thing happens at the South Pole. It's the uh, uh, Aurora Australis is what's at the South Pole. It's the same type of phenomenon. The North Pole um, is the Aurora Borealis. And so you're getting this extra energy off of the sun. We talk about, you know, when we have a, uh, a coronal mass ejection, from the sun that it'll screw with electronics here on Earth. And at those 11-year maximums, every 11 years there's a, a, a maximum, and it has the potential to knock out power grids here on Earth. So imagine at a location on the planet near, you know, right there at Alaska, in which that protection is thinner 
and penetrates the atmosphere more. Okay, so now you have the energy that's welling up there from the earth that you're already dealing with. And then on top of it, you're getting nailed with this extra energy coming from the sun. You know, it, it, gets, kind of, it gets crazy up there. So that's a lot of stuff that's coming into the book. And we actually didn't touch on some of those things in season one. Makes you wonder what might happen in season two. If there's going to be a season two, right? Um, so really interesting stuff that we start talking here about portals and, and vortices. And we ended up uh, touching on that a number of different times throughout the year. Uh, it comes up as a, uh, as a question quite a bit, you know, what exactly is a portal? What exactly is a vortex? How does the triangle work? What happens? You know, one of the theories about um, the missing Douglas is that it slipped through a portal. They brought on Bruce Gurnan from the uh, Bermuda Triangle because he experienced what he called electronic fog and experienced what seems to be some sort of portal that zipped him through time. He basically lost like half hour, 45 minutes worth of time. And so they related it to, is this what happened to that missing Douglas? And it's, and what I surmise is that it could have ended up, whether it ended up in another dimension, it could have ended up in another place in time. It completely disappeared. You know, it was never seen or heard from again. There's no wreckage, nothing. I, well, I, I said heard, but... I have to retract that partially because there were some radio transmissions that were caught a couple days later, and they believe it was from that plane. But if it's completely gone, completely missing from another dimension, what's going on? Why did we hear it? Well, sound works on a different wavelength, a different frequency, especially if it's, come, if it's an actual radio transmission. It's definitely a different frequency. And I've had experiences, actually with shadow people, of all things, um, in which that sound, sound was able to travel from one dimension to another. Now, what you could see visually was quite different because you're on two different planes of existence. The sound was able to traverse the dimensions. And so that could very well be what happened up there. And that's one of the things that, that we talked about um, you know, they had me on the side of the mountain trying to find, you know, the, the, the telluric currents there. And, you know, there's some really fascinating things uh, that happened. And so, you know, we covered that uh, on the television show and going into 2021. I'm neither confirming nor denying a season two. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I have the book coming out. So uh, that'll be good fun. I say good fun, but fascinating stuff. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. So, um, all right, some other questions coming in. Tom McNicholas, so you think shadow people are stuck with any place or dimension? Um, I don't necessarily think they're stuck. Um, I believe many of them are able to travel voluntarily. I, I believe the ones that are uh, standing there watching us, observing us, um, I think they're there purposefully um, studying us for whatever reason it may be. You know, if it's a if if it is an ET, an extraterrestrial, well, it's going to be the same reason we would study if we went to some other planet 
we're going to want to know more about the planet and its indigenous life forms. So if they're ETs, they're probably going to be doing the same thing. If it's a time traveler, well, their purpose would probably be to study, you know, study the past or the future. You know, if this is a time traveler from the past coming to the future, you know, who's to say that the ancients didn't have technology to, to time travel and come to the future? And they may be studying and observing. Uh, but, you know, I think... In most cases, we believe this is more of a future technology, so it could it would more likely be somebody from the future coming back to the past, again, to study the way things really happened and the way things really worked back here. So there are a variety of different reasons. I think most, most of it is intentional. I think there are time slips or um, dimensional shifts in which the dimensions bleed over, and so we have an unintentional inter interaction, but those interactions still happen. Uh, Rick Gabber, what are shadow, shadow people's reactions if their portal that they use uh, was to be closed and they can't use it anymore? Um, that's a good question. So given the previous scenario that we were talking about, if it's intentional, then I believe they know how to open and close that portal that they have figured out how to harness that energy. You know, we're, talk if, you know, we're talking about the Alaska Triangle, that it seems to be more a place more apt to be able to generate a portal. And there are many, there are many locations on Earth where you're more apt to do that. Uh, when we talk about, like, ancient sites of power, um, you know, we, we talk about, well, people talk ley lines, but it's really the telluric current that's under the Earth that's, powering those. The, the lines are just geographic, and they just happen to line up these different ancient sites, and that's because they were building on top of those sites of power. And then where you have the uh, crossing points, known as connectivity dis, um, discontinuities, well, those are more power locations, like the pyramids. So at those locations like that, you're more apt to be able to create something like that. Now, if you're intentionally doing it, you know how to harness that power. You know how to do it. So I don't think they really have a fear of necessarily the portal closing on them. Even if it did, they, I would imagine they have the know-how to be able to open it back up. Um, for those that don't know that they end up stepping through a portal, well, like we were talking about with the missing Douglas, they're lost to time now, aren't they? Or they're lost to some other dimension. They've disappeared. Uh, up there in Alaska, 16,000 people have gone missing since 1988, and the number keeps increasing year by year, of course. So are some of these people stepping through a portal accidentally? You know, sometimes we, you know, we've talked about some of these time slips. We're getting a brief, you know, a brief glimpse of that in those cases. But what happens when you get a much fuller, uh, experience of it. Do you slip into another place in time? You know, possibly. It's almost it's almost kind of like the um, the movie The Final Countdown. You know, they get sucked into that portal, and it was later on. I mean, it was unintentional. They end up during World War II for a spell, and then unintentionally again, they're sucked right back out. Um. 
So Victoria Monday, aren't the northern and southern lights pulled in by the magnetic poles? We also know when the solar flares are uh, to the day and we get notices at work to have backup satellites ready. Yeah, well, they've, yeah, they do measure those solar flares. So you have an idea um, that it's coming. So because the, you know, it takes some time for the uh, the, ac the actual protons and electrons to get from the or the solar wind, basically for lack of a better term, to get from the sun to the earth. So they they know it's coming. And like like you say, um, you know, you take those kinds of precautions at the northern and southern poles, basically. Um, because of the way the Earth's um, magnetic shield works, it's it's thinner on those areas. So the the, um, the the magnetic protection around the Earth um, is thinner on the poles, which is why they get blasted with it more so than other parts of the Earth. So um, it just it has to do with the way the magnetics work on the Earth or basically around the Earth, because we have that magnetic shield, but it's thinner there. It's, it's kind of crazy the way the magnetics of the Earth works, because you have, you have that magnetic shield, but then you have you know that stuff coming up out of the ground, too. So you have a lot of different ways that um, the magnetism of the Earth is, is working here. You've also, um, there have been reports here, even NASA has admitted, like, hey, there's a point out in space, because, again, of how... Um, you know, of how gravity and the Earth's magnetic shield and all this stuff is working, that there is actually, what they're saying, a portal, they call it point X or whatever, um, out there, however many miles it is from the Earth. You know, it's like, it's like seriously? But they're saying that's a portal out there. And that's actually from NASA. You can find that on their site. So um, other things that we talked about this year. Um, okay, so finally... All that, right? And COVID hits. <laughs> COVID, uh, we're, just, we're just at March now, right? Well, we've kind of been jumping around throughout the year because we, we talked about a lot of those different things at different points throughout the year here on Beyond the Shadows. Uh, so COVID hits, and, you know, we had, we had Mark Anthony on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, you know, talking about, you know, um, about the coronavirus and, and essentially how... Um, you know, the, the Earth's energy is working. Not, not the Earth itself, but the energy around the Earth as far as, like, the people. And, you know, the way this, this is affecting people on a more uh, spiritual and psychic level, which was very, very interesting uh, how he addressed that. We had a uh, uh, show here on Beyond the Shadows, uh, Disclosure and the Coronavirus, because remember, we were going through all that insane stuff with the toilet paper you know there's a mad rush on toilet paper and, and all these other products at the store but for for some reason people thought that we were going to be out of toilet paper so they just went in panic bought um and so we had a uh, show here on beyond the shadows about disclosure and the coronavirus um you know is is this why disclosure isn't happening because you know the moment you mention you know something like this everybody freaks out and panics. And prior to that, I had been, I was in the camp that, because um, the Birkins Report came out decades ago. And the Birkins Report basically said that, well, if there was, I said many things, but one of the things it said was that 
You know, if there was basically disclosure of there being extraterrestrial life, that there would be a massive panic on the Earth. And so people point to that report saying, well, this is why they have disclosure hasn't happened, because this report says that people are going to panic and, you know, they're going to you know, have this massive crisis if, you know, suddenly it's known that aliens exist. And so a, a lot of people have kind of, and I was one of them, that basically said, oh, come on, give me a break. You know, I think most people are going to say, yeah, well, we figured that was true. And so we had, a, we had a show talking about that, and with this, you know, panic that happened earlier this spring where people were going out and buying all the toilet paper. It's like, well, yeah, that could actually be, um, you know, they could use that for those that are looking at, is it time for disclosure? Well, you know, they all made a mad rush on the toilet paper, and... Um, and went crazy, so no, we're not gonna, uh, we're not going to disclose. So, uh, so we talked about that quite a bit, or at least for a little while. So Betty Lange, um, do you believe the Earth has tilted a little on its axis, making making weather patterns act different? Well, I mean, the Earth is naturally tilted on its axis, and it there's a little bit of a wobble in there. And we call that procession. It, it, we, we have that calculated. We know how much that that tilt um, and that wobble uh, moves. And basically, what is it? One degree every 72 years. And um, for it to make that entire circuit, the entire processional cycle is... 26,000 years. And if, if you go to, I'm not going to break the whole thing down right now, but basically if you go through that, uh, this is where we get our, uh, our zodiac signs and our ages and, and all of that stuff. So, so I mean, that, that, and that's a natural thing. We know this happens. Um, all right. So we also had a number of shows, a number of conversations here on Beyond the Shadows about we were talking ETs earlier, but we got into like the types of close encounters, the type of, we got into UFO encounters. Uh, we talked about Men in Black. We talked about Project Blue Book. We've talked about, uh, we've probably gotten more into uh, extraterrestrials in this year than probably we have in any other year. Uh, we'd stayed, you know, mostly, for a long time, it was mostly like ghosts, hauntings, paranormal activity, uh, what have you. We've expanded our horizons here. Of course, we had um, on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, we, like I said earlier, we had Jeremy Ray from MUFON on. Uh, we had Jim Penniston on twice this year uh, from the Rendlesham Forest incident. So we've been talking about this uh, phenomena a lot more. Of course, it was uh, uh, one of the phenomena that was talked about extensively uh, on the Alaska Triangle. So, you know, we're going to go down that route uh, more and more. I'm, I'm speaking at, you know, uh, the Laughlin UFO Mega Conference coming up here in um, you know, end of February, beginning of March. So um, you know, not to say that we're going all ET and UFO and all that, but you know, it is a part of this discussion of you know, activity that's going on here. You know, if we're, you know, if, even with some of the questions that are coming out, you know, are some of these, you know, we're talking shadow entities, you know, are some of these ETs, you know, are, are some of the things that we're observing uh, 
you know, when we're on paranormal investigations or when we wake up in the middle of the night, are these things actually ETs? Are they coming here from some other planet? Are they an ET from another dimension? You know, it's it's a big question that's out there. So we're going to keep exploring this activity as well. And I, I know some of you will say down there that I was <clears throat> I was once a man in black because I, uh, I worked at NSA for a short spell. So, um, and that may or may not be true if I was a man. Like, I don't know if they would consider me. I mean, there were times that I would have to like leave the facility. I mean, I was in the air force, so I was almost always exclusively in my uniform, but there were times that we had to go to a top secret location off base that was, you know, hidden in plain sight in the civilian area. And we would have to dress in a suit you know, to hide that we were actually military. I don't know if that's technically considered a man in black because I wasn't wearing a hat. <laughs> um, but we talked about that in relation to, you know, uh, to ET phenomena, extraterrestrials and UFOs and, and what have you. So, um, you know, and I just saw some of the chatter down there. Uh, was the show Project Blue Book canceled? Um, this is what I know about it. So, Cy because it was on sci-fi, right? No, it was history. It was on history. History canceled all of their scripted shows. Uh, they discontinued any, all of, all of them. Even though Project Blue Book was actually very successful on the History Channel. Uh, from my understanding, the producers are looking for another network to pick it up uh, because it was a successful show. And it would be really cool if they did pick it up because I actually enjoyed that one. Um, and I have, um, you know, one, at least, um, one of Heinen's books and it's, it's fascinating. The, um, the similarities between, I mean, the, the show, of course, because it's a television show, um, they did you know, do a lot of things that Hollywood does, but, you know, a number of the cases, a number of things that they talked about, you know, were spot on or pretty similar, or I could at least go back and be like, hey, yeah, that was a story from, you know, this story in that book, or, you know, that was that incident or whatever. Um, so that was kind of interesting, you know, seeing the, the correlation, you know, even though there, there was certainly on the television show um, a number of things that were fictionalized, but uh, um, I enjoyed it. It was a good show. So also another topic that got brought up a lot this year, time travel. Of course, Season three of Dark came out, so um, I had to go down that rabbit hole with uh, with Dark, which uh, pretty much my favorite all time television show. Now the the show Lost had been, of course, another show that dealt with time travel, but it quickly became Dark when that came out in season one. I was, like, I was totally mind blown. Um, so we talked time travel quite a bit, uh, not only inspired by that, but also you know, we've talked about that again. You know, we talked about it with. Um, with shadow people, we talked about it with, you know, could it possibly been some sort of, uh, you know, time slip or interdimensional travel or um, time travel or what have you with some of the things up uh, in the Alaska Triangle. And then we got into paradoxes. So, and that's all related to, um, you know, time travel paradoxes and what have you, which Dark uh, was, was you know, dealt with uh, extensively. Uh, even paradoxes. Well, what did we get into? We got into back, uh, back to the future, and all kinds of things. Uh, you know, with those episodes, they were a lot of fun. 
getting into time travel and paradoxes. It really starts to make you make you think. And we'll be doing uh, more things with that here in the coming year because as we get into um, some of these other projects with uh, the Shadow Dimension, some of the things that we're doing with um, – with the platform that be, that Beyond the Shadows is going to be going to, um, we'll be getting into a lot more of those types of topics uh, there as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we're throwing down X-Files and stuff. Yeah, kind of X-Files-ish. Uh, definitely like Dark. Yeah, Tom, you need to finish watching Dark. <laughs> uh, great, great show. Um, and, of course, all of this relates to the connected universe. Yeah. <laughs> I've been throwing that term out there a lot as well. I've done a, a couple of Beyond the Shadow shows um, on the connected universe. And I even, every once in a while, still here uh, on Beyond the Shadows, I'll show that graphic of how the universe is all connected, that X ray image of the universe where it's almost like a spider web and it's like all, you know, glowing with purple and ink and you know you kind of have the the white and yellow strands going through there it's uh fascinating i forget the telescope off the top of my head that uh took those images you know but basically you know it's showing on a physical level you know how the universe is connected but you know when we have uh, some of our guests on here like when we had johnny enoch on last week and a number of other other guests have talked about it as well uh, how you know, we're all connected to each other, how we're all connected to the universe, the planet, different aspects of um, the planet and the solar system. Everything is all connected together. And we've gone down that route uh, a number of our shows this year, even just sometimes specifically we're talking connected universe, how everything's connected. And then uh, when we've done, you know, like the time travel shows, the paradoxes or um, – you know, even some of the things with the ETs or, or what have you or shadow people. Uh, we've talked about how, you know, all these different topics are related and interconnected together. And so it's it's just absolutely fascinating. So um, a big part of what's going on with uh, in the shadow dimension as far as um, that docuseries, um, you know, the courses and platform and all that that's getting put together – the book that's being written, all that is bringing together how all these different things are connected. So uh, lots of fascinating stuff going on there. And then we ended last week with the monoliths, which was just fun. <laughs> the stuff with the monoliths is fun. Now that, and talking about connected universe, um, that shows right there, you know, a great example of how, you know, our, you know, world is connected. You know, there's this, it was probably just a movie prop or a television show prop or whatever that was left out there, uh, you know, in Utah, and it got stumbled upon, and now everybody's creating one. I can't even keep up anymore. You know, I put that show out last week, and we're talking about, you know, what those you know, human-created – well, they're all human-created, right? I mean, some people are going to try to say that they're alien-created. The, the ones from the movies were alien-created, but um, any of the actual monoliths here on Earth – uh, like the stone structures from the ancients, even these, you know, steel ones, these metal ones, I mean, they're human created, but um, yeah, all of these, you know, monoliths that are showing up all over the world now, I cannot keep up with them. They're everywhere now, but you know, it's, you know, if 2020 could end up on some sort of good note, 
or at least some sort of fun note. You know, that that's a great way to do it. Um, you know, it's been such a ridiculous, crazy year, and now a bunch of people are having fun and, and popping these things up all over the places. Um, I related it to, um, you know, like almost like where's Waldo or Carmen San Diego or what have you. Where you know where's the next one going to pop up? Where's the monolith going to be now? <laughs> Uh, that sort of thing. And so that's just been great fun, a good way to end off the year. And, um, you know, that's that's basically where we're going to end off Beyond the Shadows, this this episode of Beyond the Shadows, our last of 2020. So um, really do appreciate uh, everybody this year. It's been a, again, it's been a crazy year, you know, vaccinations are finally getting delivered and it's going to take a little while to get out to everybody and but hopefully over the next you know people are saying you know maybe six months or whatever before things start to get back to normal a little bit and even then people are still going to be wary and and all that so it might be a full year before really really back to normal um you know it's it's been a crazy year and so hopefully things will you know the ship will start to get righted here and we'll be in a better place this time next year um like i said beyond the shadows this live stream on youtube um will not be here on the edge of the rabbit hole channel in 2021 edge of the rabbit hole that show will still be here tuesday nights 9 30 p.m on the edge of the rabbit hole channel as you're always used to i'll still be getting some videos out there on the hunter road media uh, YouTube channel, but as far as Beyond the Shadows, it's getting moved to a different platform. You will still get the audio podcasts on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, all those platforms, KGRA Radio, which the new website is kgradb.com. So you'll still get it all there uh, as far as the audio, but video live stream will be elsewhere. I'll have more information coming out Um the beginning of 2021. So, all right, everybody, without further ado, again, happy holidays, happy new year. Thank you so much. 